do the Olympic spotlight with uh, City Radford. Tokyo Olympics was Hong Kong's greatest games. Seven Hong Kong athletes delivered one gold, two silver and three bronze medals, producing the city's best showing on the world's greatest sporting stage. So what's been taking place at the Sports Institute to lead to the success that we've all just seen? At this week's media launch for the Paralympic Games, Trisha Leahy, the chief executive of the Hong Kong Sports Institute, gave me her thoughts on the city's Olympic success and what this means for the community in Hong Kong. Uh, it takes at least 8 to 12 years to develop an athlete to be podium ready. So as we're looking at today's successes, then we have to look back, you know, for the, over the last 10 years, say, about what's been happening. So we can see there have been a number of key issues happening. First is we established our elite training system, you know, under a, a rational scientific evidence-based model with sufficient funding from the government. Now, part of that model means identifying the critical success factors that impact on athletes' results. So that has to be world standard venues, world standard high-performance coaching, and world standard scientific and medical and technology support. So now, looking back over the 10 years, what's been happening here is, well, first we had, um, starting in 2009, $1.8 billion redevelopment of the whole institute. So we had world standard venues available. And then as we started maturing our system and getting ready to really start investing in the critical success factors, the government set up what's called the Elite Athlete Development Fund, which is a $13 billion fund. So we use the interest in that fund and some of the capital to fund our operation. So out of all our expenditure, which is now currently around 700 million Hong Kong dollars a year, at least 70% of that expenditure goes directly into those critical success factors that we know lead to athlete success. So now as we fast track coming up to uh, the Tokyo Olympics, of course we had to do all of our risk management strategy in terms of prevention of COVID. We had to ensure that our mission critical kept moving forward, which was make sure athletes can keep training, even though they couldn't access international competition. So we, with the government support, were really able to implement a safe, closed training, biosecure environment for them here with our venues, coaches, sports science staff. So they were able to keep training. And at the same time, we were able to get a vaccination program right here in the Institute, again, with the support of the government and our chairman. So all of these things adding together, the long-term strategies, the immediate risk management for COVID, and then as we get closer to the Olympics, the fine-tuning of all of the strategies, um, that's where we started seeing marginal gains. So going into the Olympics this time, we had our own KPIs. So for us, it wasn't a surprise that the athletes did as well as they did. Um, these were uh, in line with our expectations, but of course, we were absolutely delighted because at the Olympic Games, of course, anything can happen. No matter how well you've prepared, there's a certain amount of luck in the draw, who you're against, and uh, unexpected things happen. You know, we saw in track cycling at the Omnium a big crash, which involved one of our Hong Kong athletes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So when uh, everything worked out and the cards fell in the right place for us. Athletes took advantage of that and absolutely outdid themselves and performed to their very best. Then I think for us, it was really uh, a symptom of a very mature elite training system that we've been establishing over the last 10 years. And it really reflected for us a very positive synergy between 
all of the agencies involved in the different parts of sport in Hong Kong, and that means the national sporting associations who develop the athletes earlier along the pathway, um, the government, of course, whose investment is now showing a payoff, and uh, also the Olympic Committee, who at the Olympic Games provides the environment to make sure the athletes can excel. And so with all of us working together, we feel this is uh, you know, now a very successful system and we're very happy and we'll continue, of course, to evaluate closely what went well, what didn't go so well, how can we better prepare for next time. It's an ongoing cycle of evaluation, adjustment, change, measurement, constant movement forward. But what the difference this time, I think, was um, you know, for the whole community to be able to experience the um, you know, the, the anxiety, the uh, preparation, the actual on the court, uh, you know, to and fro, the losing, the winning, the mo trying to move it forward. That was such a, a wonderful thing and we really applaud the government for buying the broadcasting rights because, you know, even for us, you know, the, the professionals working in sport, normally we would be at the Olympics, but this time we couldn't go because, uh, you know, we, we sent all the professional staff to go and do the job. So for us also being able to see them in live action was so fantastic. It was really, I think that was definitely a catalytic moment, I hope, for the community that will really drive, I think, a new awareness of how hard it is to compete at that level. And hopefully a new awareness for the importance of participating everybody in the community. The more people participate, the more we can pick up the next generation of talent. So it all works together. And following the conclusion of the amazing Tokyo Olympics, Hong Kong will be sending a 64-strong delegation to Tokyo featuring in the Paralympic Games. The 13-day Paralympic Games will kick off on August the 24th with the closing ceremony on September the 5th. The delegation will include 24 athletes along with 40 coaches, sports science and medical officials, delegation officials and National Paralympic Committee representatives. The athletes will compete in eight sports, including archery, fencing, athletics, boccia and equestrian. Half of these athletes will be making their first appearance in the Paralympic Games. However, for one athlete, the Paralympic Games are nothing new. Four-time Paralympian Alison Yu will be making her fifth Games, competing in wheelchair fencing. Alison boasts an incredible 11 Paralympic medals, seven gold, three silver and one bronze. As one of the most decorated wheelchair fencers around, I wanted to know how Alison was feeling just two weeks out from the Paralympic Games. Actually, we, we are going to Tokyo on the 21st of August, so um, we just have like 11 days left. And I feel so happy and, and I'm so ready right now. And I am so looking forward to competing at the Tokyo Paralympic Games. And, and you're very well known around here. You've been doing Paralympic Games for a long, long time. Uh, obviously, with the cancellation of last year, how have the preparations been different in the last 12 months to all your other Paralympic Games? Well, actually, I would like to say um, because of the COVID, we have to stop for almost one year for the competition, for training. But I also want to say thank you to the COVID because because of the COVID, 
um, the SAR government they brought the broadcast right of the uh, Olympics and the Paralympics game because previously we seldom watched Paralympic games um, in front of the Hong Kong television and we have a chance this year and also a lot of Hong Kong people they are so supportive to they are so supportive and they support the Hong Kong athletes so I just want them to support the Paralympics um, athletes also and I think it is a really good opportunities for the Hong Kong people to know more about the para sports and uh, if they know more about the para sports and we will have more like commercial values and maybe um, four years later during the Paris 2024 we will have the um, broadcast of Olympics and the Paralympic Games and actually for me I'm, I was quite happy for the postponement because I have one more year for my preparation and uh, I think it is also a very important time an important moment in my entire life because I have more time to reflect myself and and so it's uh, it's really good for me to to have more like training for my like um, strategy tactics and especially for my um, mental preparation because Tokyo is going to be my fifth game so I'm experienced it and a lot a lots of people having like uh, expectation on me and it could be some kind of pressure so um, for the last year I can you know have more reflection on myself and I find the happiness and also the enjoyment of wheelchair fencing so I'm so ready right now and the excitement in Hong Kong is, is very high An amazing Olympic Games for Hong Kong and in particular for fencing Hong Kong's first gold medal in a long long Olympic gold medal in a long time what does that mean for you is it extra pressure is it more excitement what do you hope will come out of these games for wheelchair fencing in Hong Kong well it was so um, fantastic because I watched Chiang Kalong's competition in front of the television and he at was the historical moment for Hong Kong and also for the Hong Kong fencing team and um, I would like to describe this year Paralympic Games or Olympic Games it is an extraordinary year for all the athletes all over the world so um, and because Chiang Kalong is from fencing and I'm doing wheelchair fencing so actually we're in the same category so he has a good result in Tokyo and definitely I will have a good result in Tokyo too I hope so. I hope so. And, and my last question for you is, do you set yourself personal targets? Is it, I definitely want to get gold or a podium? Or what are your goals for your fifth Paralympic Games? Well, for my fifth Paralympic Games, my targets must be, you know, have my best performance because we haven't been, you know, competing for almost a year. And I'm so looking forward to competing with all the fences from all over the world. And um, I would like to say... I will try my best and I definitely believe that all the Hong Kong people will back our side and I just want to ask everyone of you to support 24th para athletes and we will try our best and we will bring glory to Hong Kong. Alison will compete in the women's individual epee on Wednesday the 26th of August and the women's individual foil on Saturday the 28th of August. Let's build on the success of the Olympic Games and all get behind our 24 Hong Kong Paralympians this summer. And thanks to Sissy Radford for our Olympic spotlight.